It does come out of me like a yellow cable. about that where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest coolest or funniest story on that subject our stories will be scored by a head judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode i'm chris and joining me today our resident feigermeister chucky yo and enjoying a nice big pint of ipa ciao hello and of course our head judge joe giasas which is a clue to this week's topic greece or greeks in general and the winner will receive the Stath Charalambos Participation Trophy. Uh, if you haven't seen Stath Let's Flats, I wholeheartedly recommend it. It's one of the best things Channel 4 have put out in a very long time. And he's Greek. I was uh, going to do kebabs, but... <laughs> and we shall start with Chucky. All right. When I think about gods... I imagine I wouldn't be alone in assuming images of all-powerful deities capable of righting any wrong and performing incomprehensible miracles. But this is likely due to a romanticization of the subject matter, rather than the documented origins of gods. The Greeks played quite heavily into this idea of these omnipotent characters, and by the 3rd century BC there was a god of almost anything you could think of. This is likely because Greek people of the time believed that aspects of their life were controlled by the respective god. If you were having trouble with sleeping, well that fucking bastard Hypnos was probably doing you dirty. Or maybe you couldn't smash your deadlift one rep max. You best be working on your relationship with Kratos. Or perhaps your boss has been busting your chops a little more than usual, so you might want to see if you can get the Kiris on your side. You know, the spirits of violent and cruel death. With there being so many gods, spirits and the like, it must have become prudent to separate them into more manageable categories. One such category is that of the Titans. The Titans are an interesting bunch in the sense that they're kind of like hipster gods that your mainstream god-liking folk have rarely heard of. If the Olympian gods were a breakthrough album, the Titans are kind of like a, a Gary GP. But where did all the Titans come from? Well that's easy to answer, they all came from Uranus! Well, and Gaia. You see, Uranus was Gaia's husband and also son. When Uranus and Gaia did their thing, they produced the Titans, as well as three 100-handed giants. <laughs> Though the 100-handers weren't exactly Uranus's favourite, with him imprisoning them. Gaia was a little less than impressed with her son's <laughs> behaviour, so demanded her son-slash-grandson, Cronus, castrate Uranus. This little act would lead to Cronus becoming the ruler of the cosmos, after he stole power from the rest of the Titans. See, it's all simple, really. Cronus went on to have relations with Rhea, his sister slash wife, the swife if you will, but Cronus wasn't exactly a perfect father figure. Every time Rhea gave birth, Cronus would swallow the child as they came into existence, sort of imprisoning them in his seemingly spacious stomach, except for our boy Zeus who had a lucky escape when Rhea saved him from Cronus's baby deity heavy diet by wrapping a rock in a baby's throat and giving it to Cronus, who swiftly swallowed it. Zeus would end up freeing his brothers and sisters and forming his own group of gods, who would later become known as the Olympian gods, with their own swanky eponymous mountain. When you have the ability to manifest lightning bolts at will, I guess everything must look like a smiteable target, as Zeus led his brothers and sisters into a ten-year battle against the Titans as a way of settling debts. Zeus was as cunning as he was pissed as he enlisted the help of the hundred-handed giants that Uranus previously imprisoned, freeing them on the condition that they help him own some titan arse. 
This little strategic move paid off quite nicely and the Titans were vanquished and hurled down to Tartarus for the rest of eternity. So maybe it was hard to glean anything from what was essentially two solid minutes of context, but personally, I find a whole reality TV-esque drowns of these alleged gods to be a bit fucked up, if not definitely a little weird. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I love how it's just like, as soon as she had a kid, he's like, nope, prison. <laughs> Don't like it. He's like, starts rubbing his tummy. <laughs> what was the relationship with him? It was his son slash grandson. It, it's, it's dead simple, Chal. Sorry. So, <laughs> Uranus like was Game of the Thrones. son of Gaia, who was his wife. Right. And he had kids. So he married his Gaia. own mum? Well, you could say that, or you could say his own wife birthed him. Okay. Um, Guy neither, like, neither, is, neither of those is better than the other. Yeah. <laughs> Guy was sort of like the earth, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was. She yeah. was like the embodiment of the earth. Mother nature. Right, okay. Mother nature. Yeah. So I yeah. guess she can spawn things at will. I think some sources suggest um, that. So the three one-hundred-handed giants uh, imprisoned were actually shoved from where they came from, uh, <laughs> with Gaia being earth and all. Uh, so yeah, it was, it's kind of definitely fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I'm remembering right. Uranus, I think, gets his nuts chopped off. Yeah, yeah, Cronus uh, yeah. castrates him, and yeah. then they land and created sea foam from which Aphrodite was birthed. That sounds about. It, it sounds plausible, doesn't it? I mean, like you at could, that point, if you, you you're following it all, you could literally say anything. It was <laughs> like he picked his nose and flicked it, and that became where the potatoes grew. It, it's all <laughs> madness, isn't it? I do like when Zeus was like, "Okay, hundred-handed uh, demon gods, come on, you can fight us." And they're like, "High five. He's like, oh, "Fucking hell, this is gonna take an hour." <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, oh. and that is how it's done. <laughs> Like reference for no one. Uh, I got it. It's hot rod. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, again, I would like. Why? Why is there not like a TV series of this sort of stuff? I, I think because if you wrote you... it now, people would just think you're high off on acid. The exposition you'd need to get out the fact that he was both her husband and son. We understood and... Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, you but did. it's sort of like you have to portray a person who's also the world and. Nah. You know, like Nyx was yeah, the yeah. knight, but it's like she is the knight, but also she would have to be a person that could talk and. Nah, I'm just saying, I think. There's a lot of. The you just put them in a dark dress and say, like, oh, yeah, she's the knight. Yeah. <laughs> and her, she's kind of rotund. She's probably. Just the throw the. Sh- yeah, just throw a shit to the CGI. At it and look. Uh, let's do Chris. Okay. From books and films like Clash of the Titans, Percy Jackson, to video games like God of War and one of my all time favourite games, Hades. Greek mythology is still wildly popular today, despite these stories being written around 2700 years ago. But what a lot of these retellings of the myths seem to do is to show the Greek gods in a favourable light. But reading into the original stories at the time, it's clear to see that the vast majority of the Greek pantheon were irrational, jealous, vengeful, unfaithful, and in some cases, as in ne- as and in some cases, such as in this next story, a little bit stupid. This story is centred around a man you may have heard of called Sisyphus. Sisyphus was a king of a city-state called Corinth and was married to a nymph called Merope and father of four children with her. Sisyphus had his good points, he invested a lot into researching navigation and helped turn Corinth into a bustling commercial hub. However, he was a sly and deceitful man and on numerous occasions broke the law of hospitality, which the Greeks knew as the Xenia. 
when he murdered the travellers and guests staying under his care so that he could prove he was a ruthless king. This angered none other than the boss himself, Zeus, king of the gods, as Zeus was the god in charge of promoting the Xenia. And after one too many incidents, the enraged Zeus decided to do something about Sisyphus for good. He enlisted the help of Thanatos, the personification of death, not to be confused with Hades, who is the god of the dead, to take Sisyphus and chain him to the underworld as punishment. But when Sisyphus was approached by Thanatos, he asked him how the magical chains he had brought with him worked. Thanatos granted him this last request, but when Sisyphus had hold of the chains he definitely managed to run rings around Thanatos and chain him up in his own chains. He hid death in his wardrobe and went on with his life. <laughs> However, without death, people were unable to die, which posed a problem to those suffering painful, otherwise lethal injuries now subject to living a life of agony. It was also a problem to Ares, the god of war. Without death, he now found his wars to be pointless and boring, so he intervened. He found Thanatos and freed him, and also tracked down Sisyphus, trapped him, and gave him back to Thanatos. Once in the underworld, Sisyphus managed to escape, as before all this he had told his wife to throw his lifeless body into the street rather than bury him. Sisyphus approached Persephone, the queen of the underworld, and asked her to release him from the underworld so he could scold his wife for not giving him a proper burial, and that he would return after he had done that. Persephone saw that he had indeed not been buried, so granted him his wish, but once back in the land of the living, Sisyphus refused to leave as he had promised, and ended up being dragged back to the underworld by Hermes, the messenger of the gods. Zeus was tired of all the cunning and hubris, and punished Sisyphus by cursing him to push a large boulder uphill for all eternity, only to have the boulder slip and fall just before reaching the top each time. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I heard about this. I heard that when... Hermes delivered Sisyphus to Persephone. She wasn't in, so he had to leave her behind the bins. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that, is that right? <laughs> is he the guy who had his liver pecked out? No, that was Prometheus. Prometheus stole, stole fire. the fire and gave it to man, right. which Zeus didn't like because he was like, you're giving men too much power, they're going to get ideas above the station. We're the gods, they're not. And he did it anyway, and then right. Prometheus was tied up and had the Liver pecked for eternity. Crows pick, so. peck his liver out every yeah. day for eternity. So I guess, I guess you'd get used to it, wouldn't you, after a while? I'd say after about a week, I'd be all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> a little to the left. Well, no, to, if you can get this no. done by, like, say, nine, because I've got stuff to do. Right. <laughs> but what it doesn't say is, like, what would happen if he just stopped pushing the boulder? There's no, there's never been said that, like, oh, if you don't do it, you'll have your liver pecked out or anything. It doesn't say anything that like that. That sounds like so it'd be like, better, like... Yeah, you know, uh, like eternity doing like hard graft, or just letting a bird go to town on your liver. I don't know which one I'll choose every time. I bet he was ripped though. It's like twenty-four <laughs> seven workouts. He doesn't <laughs> fail anyway. Eh? He just half-ass it. Uh, I can't get it up. Oh, this is uh, rubbish. Oh god. Oh, I'm gonna go and get a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it another crack this afternoon. Honest, I'll get it to the top. Oh. I also like the fact that he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go and have a go at my my wife." I'll, I'll come back, <laughs> <Definitely>. promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, but you better be back by 12. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you can trust me. I didn't know anything shady last time. I locked you in a cupboard. Yeah, in his ward. <laughs> can I imagine Wardrobe. that? <laughs> it's like when, who was it who came knocking on his door? The, well, Thanatos. Thanatos. The personification of death. No, who rescued him? Sorry. Ares. Ares. Ares, Ares is just like knocking on the door going, uh, we're looking for this man. And he's like, I've never seen him. And there's just... <laughs> 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 
It's like Shannon Matthews all over again, isn't it? Fucking hell. We get so many references to Shannon Matthews recently. Yeah. <laughs> again, I like. I, is it? Are these? Are these not sort of cautionary sales? Is that not what like? Because there's there's always don't like lock death in the wardrobe. No, I think the idea is like, from the... people fear death, don't they? And I think it was a way of yeah, saying, saying maybe you need it. Really, it's a pragmatic solution, isn't it? Because yeah, you're on forever, well, it'd be actually be a bit. Shit. Yeah, like the God of War is like, oh mate, there's no fun in this now because people aren't dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the poor people aren't dying. I mean, that that would just like playing Starcraft with all cheats on. Like, no, <laughs> no one's dying, but the bad guys have the cheats on as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so everyone's so, just going <laughs> stabbing each other, and they're just going, yeah. Uh, didn't hurt. <laughs> Picking up your liver. Oh, I'm sorry, that's yeah. yours. Just like that scene in Buffalo Soldiers where they stabbed each other in the thing. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, this is, this, is, this is already shaping up to be tricky. So uh, let's see what you've got. My favourite Greece-related fact is that the song Common People by Pulp was written about the Greek economist Yanis Vakafaris' wife. He's the dude that looked like he looks a bit like Voldemort that was always on Question Time and Newsnight whenever economics was being discussed. It has nothing to do with the main subject that I'm going to talk about, but I can find a way to shoehorn it into the rest of the bit. A considerable amount of people, as they approach middle age and with it the inevitable existential realisation of one's mortality, decide it would be a good idea to run a marathon. The origins for running an inordinate distance dressed as a pantomime horse to raise money for the British Heart Foundation can be traced back to some two and a half millennia to ancient Greece, specifically a man named Philippides, an Athenian herald who was tasked with asking the Spartans for help when the Persians landed their armies in Marathon. Philippides ran the 150 miles from Marathon to Sparta in two days and then ran back. He then ran a further 25 miles to Athens and back in order to announce the Greek victory over Persia. Upon declaring, Charet Nikoman, hail, we are the winners, according to Wikipedia, but hello Nikoman, according to Google Translate, he collapsed and died. Ancient Greek autopsies aren't quite up to the same levels of rigour as modern ones, but if I was a gambling man, I'd have exhaustion down for the cause of death. For most people, 26.2 miles in a single go is enough. But almost inevitably, some people see this distance as a watered-down, bastardised version of Philippides' plight. Subsequently, in the 80s, a proper race was organised, covering the full 240km distance that Philippides covered from Athens to Sparta. Held in September, which if you've ever been to Greece around that time of year, it's pretty fucking hot, athletes battle each other, the heat and themselves to complete the race within the 36-hour cut-off time the length of time it reportedly took Philippides to complete the course. The current course record is an astonishing 20 hours and 25 minutes, set 37 years ago by Yanis Kouros in 1984. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Philippides nuts, am I right? <laughs> Philippides trousers, you buy these trousers. <laughs> yeah, so... You say they battle each other. Do you mean you're just racing? They're not actually. No, they're not like, fighting. It's not like on chariots or anything. They're stabbing each other with the faces. <laughs> no, I watched a few videos about it, and because of the heat and it's it's like roads, and a lot of the people like they get a little bit cocky early on, and there's there's been a bit a lot of thing about the time that this guy said it's like 37 years, nobody can beat it. So every year, some dude just sets off far too quick, and they've trained for months and months and months. And they get about 40 miles in and they just, the heat and the exhaustion and, and the adrenaline and everything, and they just 
they just puke and they can't stop puking. You see these people like running down the street, dry wretched, and they're like, you've got 90 miles to go, dude. Just what are you doing to yourself? It's horrible. Um, but what I kind of don't get is he must have got to that point. If he's going to die at the finish line, he mm-hmm. must have hit that wall. But it's like, all he was running back to tell him was that they won. That's not an emergency. No. You take a stroll. It's not you? like you're warning to someone coming. It's like, right, yeah. we've won. Go and tell them. And he's like, down the street. Yeah. It off. And it's like, well, why are you running? It's, we've he done just, it. He you just loved running. Just, just yeah. I just thought that running. He had a bubble <laughs> trim hat on as well. It's, it's, yeah. It was the fact he ran there and then ran back because he left the oven on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You can't phone anyone, can you? Uh, Marathon isn't there anymore as well. It's now Snickers. Hey. Oh. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. So it's it's how long? And he did it in 20 hours. It is a hundred, 240 kilometers. So I worked it out. I think it was average 150 hours. No, it's 100 around 150 miles, and it took him 20 hours and 25 minutes. So he's running about average space about between seven and seven and a half miles an hour, Jesus. which is which is like a 25 30 minute. I think it's about a 25, 26 minute 5k pace. But instead of doing three miles in park one, you're doing that for 240 miles. So like 50 odd park runs back to back. Jesus. In in the heat. The heat, running in the heat cannot be, I can't, I can't obviously, I don't run well in heat and it's just, it's just fucking horrible. So to do it in like 30 or 30, I'm guessing, 35 degrees yeah. heat. Flippity's is running in sandals as well. That's difficult. Because exactly, they yeah. keep flying <laughs> off, don't they? Yeah. That's, why he, that's why he was called that. Flippity floppity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Walked into that one, didn't you? <laughs> uh, the guy gets a bad rip. Look, and everyone kind of knows, sort of knows the origin that a guy ran that distance and died. Mm. But uh, I think people just think it's... he only ran the 26.2 miles. And killed. Yeah, that was just like, not... that was his victory lap that just yeah. got a bit too much for him. Yeah. Do you not think it's slightly disrespectful? Like, what that we only do the 26. No, no, no. To, 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 like, he died doing it. I don't know. Let's commemorate his death by doing the same thing over and over. It's and only over. the same as it's wearing like, like if, crosses if, for Jesus. Yeah, if he ever like, came back, it's probably if, the last thing you'd want to it's see. A, it's a, it's a uh, Bill Hicks joke, yeah. isn't it? It's the. Uh, Think of you, Jackie, with the, the rifle. Yeah. wearing a sniper <laughs> rifle pendant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, just, yeah, I, I mean, running's for mad bastards anyway. You always see Jesus wearing a cross, which makes no sense. <laughs> and I, I never realised that until somebody pointed out I was like oh my god yeah it's called foreshadowing Chris yeah. <laughs> well, he's like yeah I'm, I'm all for the yeah, death penalty I love it mate yeah. oh wait shit I'm, I'm going for the death penalty do you reckon that's what it was it was like it was like the American policeman using the Punisher logo it was like to show that you were really hardcore on criminals <laughs> until it backfired on him he, probably, he, he was a carpenter he probably made him yeah, I guess it'd be a good source of business. Jesus and Son, well, Joseph and Son's Cross. <laughs> he was a carpenter, yeah. Maybe it was a side business, yeah. Imagine you didn't know it was for you until he just finished, and they're like, <laughs> "By the way, if you can just put the initials, <laughs> yeah. the old JC, literally digging your own grave." <laughs> <laughs> then he had to carry the fucker as well. <laughs> yeah. He did delivery. He made it. <laughs> you just didn't want to pay him. That's what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say as well, I've just thought now, didn't Zeus do a lot of stuff of coming to Earth disguised as animals and banging women? Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure, because I'm sure like he, he, he banged someone as a swan. I think he was a swan. I was yeah. about to say swan. he was a swan. Oh, they've got corkscrew penises, haven't they? No, I dogs. think he actually fell Where's in love with a well? woman at one point, like an actual mortal woman, and she had one wish, and she, and he's, 
she her only wish was I have to see you in your true form, and it just killed her because he turned into a god. His ethereal, whatever, like actual true brilliant form, and it was just too much for a tiny brain, and she just like bird box, like bird box. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, you've not seen it by now. I haven't, <laughs> but I guess. It's, it's not Greek gods. It's it? uh, spooky boogans. Like what they say angels actually look like, where they're yeah. just like 20 mm. wings and just eyes. Yeah, and, and a triangle in the yeah, middle. It's a tri- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an Illuminati symbol, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm at a loss, because that's all, all all of them are genuinely very good, so I'm, I'm afraid you're going to have to share the participation trophy between you, I'm afraid. We um, all you, win. You can have it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you'll have to... Every other third week on Sundays. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Weird Thing Pod. Come and say hello. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next episode. Weird thing about that. I can deal with a bear with a strap on. That's fine.